Some people watch Criminal Minds and Criminal Intent and SVU, Special Victims Unit, and they watch things like Lifetime and horror movies, and people can watch those shows in the hopes that it never happens to them. Those crimes never happen to them, and... Some people don't even watch it altogether because they don't want to even deal with that because it's too rough for them. But for me, I've always watched those type of shows uh, because it was my life. (laughs) That was my reality. And in today's episode called Handle with Care and Caution, (laughs) I'm going to be talking about how people are different and that's what this whole podcast is about is accepting that people don't come in with a silver spoon and people have different experiences and some people need to be handled with care and caution here's the intro welcome to the avi unfiltered podcast this is avishai l your host holistic health coach and lifestyle expert In this podcast, we're going to be interviewing top health experts, as well as talking to holistic healers, spiritual healers, and just helping you with everyday life. Each episode is going to be extremely fun. And as I always say, bring a green juice because it's going to be very juicy. I decided to do this episode because I had a day to reflect and I reflected on I'm laughing about it now on the you know Athleta event that got canceled and how the girl who canceled it just didn't respect that I was a different type of individual and then I reflected on certain friendships and relationships and things with family and how a lot of people just don't really understand me as a person and I'm not here to do this episode to make people understand me. This episode is to help people be different and roll with that. And if people don't understand you, then you're doing the best you can. So I had a day to reflect and I took a step back and I realized that I don't really have a lot of close friends. I don't really have too many family members that I speak to. Um... And certain relationships that strained, I go back and I think, you know, well, well, I could have done that better, but you know, you got to move on. It's the past is the past. If you dwell on it, that's going to put you in a black fucking hole. So I, um, one thing about me though, is that if I do something wrong, I apologize. Whereas I find that when certain people, some people do things to me, they don't, give a fuck kind of thing. So that's one thing I can say about myself. I do have a strong personality. I am very blunt. I am very honest and I'm very loyal. So some people that scares because it kind of, and like I said, if you watch episode three, you'll understand astrology based why some people just kind of are fearful to even have a friendship with me or a relationship. So I just reflected on that and reflected on things that I could work on myself and just, like I said, just took a day to reflect. So I put a tweet 
out on Twitter. And it said something like, be motherfucking kind because certain people, I don't remember the exact tweet, but it says something like, my life is, I can relate to a majority of Lifetime movies. It said that and someone did tell me when I was 19, you're 19 going on 100. And when I say stuff like that, it's not an exaggeration. It's the truth. I can really relate to the majority of Lifetime movies. And hopefully this gives someone a different perspective that what you, the way you might have grown up, other people didn't grow up that way. Now, my mom was the best mother, but the people that I was exposed to were not the best and it ended up shaping my life. So from the ages of starting at like two and a half, I was exposed to a criminal who did a lot of harm to me and um, extremely abusive and always Always, and I mean always you can possibly imagine. And I knew psychiatrists at the age of four. (laughs) So this had been going on for a long time, and I finally got the courage and the strength as a baby to say something and to have this person um, put away. So, um, so I did my part as a young child to help other children avoid that. So the point I'm making with this is that was one situation that shaped my life, but that was one situation out of thousands. (laughs) I'm 29, but after that, it was trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma. The only reason that I'm actually still here today is because I had a good mom and I had some good family members, my aunt who passed away, my grandmother who passed away, certain family members that are still alive today. And um, yeah, so so growing up like that, like I said, I knew what... Um, jail was at a very young age I knew what a warped dark mind was at a very young age and growing up coping with that sometimes people who don't get to know the rest of my life they know about that particular situation and they think they know me so well like oh that's the only thing that happened to her no many things anything you can name from abuse to drug use to a lot of a lot of different things one right after the other so like I said going to school and even being in this life you know going to school as a as a child you know you see people all they do they go to school and they come home me I would go to I would wake up I'd have spasmatic stomach I would have all these issues. I'd literally be fighting all my demons just to get to school and just to live a normal life. So I grew up with horrible depression, horrible anxiety, 
And actually by the age of 15, uh, I tried to kill myself in the tub, tried to slit my wrists. I had a, a bad habit of cutting myself and I, I never felt, I never felt pain. Um, but the day I felt pain was the day I tried to kill myself. (laughs) So, uh, this is probably a heavy episode, but hopefully this helps other people that have gone through this and don't feel normal. So the point I'm making is I went through life not feeling normal and having issues, having, you know, a lot of issues and a lot of people don't like dealing with people with issues. So it, I, I was talking to my mom the other day and I said, you know what? I self-sabotage. I do. And it's not done intentionally, but it's it's like a protective mechanism. For instance, I may really like an individual, but then it's like I'll self-sabotage it because I have commitment or trust issues. And as, you know, as badly as I'd love to be with someone and have children, I realize I'm the one who's blocking my end of it. I've done a lot of work on myself and I've turned to spirituality. Um, The church did help at the time and my pastor, who was also my aunt, she really helped me. Um. But then I had to go on a journey of my own spiritual journey and, you know, helping myself because we can only depend on people for so long. Right. So I did a lot of a lot of inner work throughout the years. And I said the other day, I said, I'm really proud of myself and I'm doing the best I can. You know, sometimes, like I said, in episode three, sometimes you see people, you see people in relationships, you see people with with families and And like I said, certain people were telling me about myself, like I'm too this, I'm too guarded, I'm too this. And it's like, after all the things that I have gone through, to say to someone that they have to change themselves when you don't really know their life, it's like throwing lava on a person and melting them away and making them feel like shit and that's how I felt around certain people because they didn't want to go deep with me they didn't want to know everything about me to understand me and to really get to know so I kind of and unknowingly I realized I was pushing people away from me because I'm thinking I just never like I said I never fit in which is understandable. And I just, life to me was through a different lens, you know, and as much as I tried to be normal, tried to feel normal, I just, I just really couldn't, you know, I realized I was a special individual and a lot of light workers and spiritual healers really have a dark dark past and I really did you know I came from a certain background um uh going back the age of um two and a half to three when this occurred um it was court ordered that 
my mom and my dad, they got a divorce when I was about one years old. And um, uh, my dad, he didn't tell my mom and ended up leaving me at my aunt's house. And that day, even though I was one, I don't know, I'm an old soul, so I was very intuitive at one. I felt very abandoned. So he started to act a little funny afterwards. You know, I was very close to him when I was one years old. And then after he got himself a new family and, you know, married and things like that. And um, ages of two and a half to three, instead of him coming to the house to see me, he wanted to see me at his uh, mom's house. And it was court ordered. My mom didn't want to do it, but she had to. So now that we know what we know, we didn't have to go through the courts. But that's another topic, which I won't mention on this podcast. So I ended up having to go see my dad at his mom's house. And he would leave. He would stay for the first five minutes and then he would leave. And then the mom would leave and she would leave me with this monster who I will call monster of a per of I wouldn't even call him call him a person it's a fucking monster and she would leave me to be called horrible horrible names and to be abused and that's all I'll say about that you can read between the lines I was abused in every way shape and form So no one knew about this. And like the only reason why I got dropped off over there was to see my dad. So my mom would always ask me, oh, how was it? And I would say, you know, it was great. You know, you know, I guess it was uh, whatever. I never, you know, mentioned anything because I was so scared and terrified as a young child But the point I'm making is she thought she was doing what was best for me. And she was by allowing me to see my dad. But little did she she didn't know. And she was also lied to by my um, father's mother, who I have nothing to do with because she's still with the monster who was not related to me, by the way. Um, She would always tell my mom, oh, yeah, she had fun. She had a great day. She was never there. Um. So I was very um, traumatized from a young age. And then at the age of, you know, eight, my father passed away. School was very hard. Um, my mom was grew up in, at Harford, so that's where I was a lot of my time. And again, that was when I came to school where I went at Newington, most of the children were not melanated. So that was another issue. I was very, I was picked on and, you know, kind of left to myself like that weird girl because growing up at Harford and then coming to Newington just to go to school I did um stay there I did have an apartment there but we we were never there we were always you know with my family because everyone was from Harford so coming there it was like a shock you know to them and for me because you couldn't say certain things I was always you know, like I said, picked on or told I had an attitude or the way I talked was different. And so 
this was one thing after the other after the other. And then, like I said, my father passed away at the age eight from lung cancer because he was a chain smoker, also an alcoholic. So it was just, like I said, trauma after trauma after trauma. And um, so many things, so many things have happened. I, I turned, I was exposed to drugs at a very young age. My first high was 14. And like I said, I tried to kill myself at 15. I started popping pills, drinking, and smoking on the regular at 16. And popping pills until I was like 21, 22. So it's just, and I never, it's like I never took time out for myself to actually deal with these issues until I was about 20, I want to say 26, because that's when my health started to break down. And I know part of my health breaking down is from certain situations that I have been in. And like I said, I didn't name all the situations that I've been in. I've had uh, abusive relationships, domestic abuse. It's, it's just been, a, it's just been, it's been a lot. I've been out at night, out in the street at night, and someone pulled pulls a knife out. It's been so many situations that I won't even go into detail about. But the point I'm trying to make is to be kind to people. People are really doing the best they can. And even though I'm a spiritual healer and a holistic health coach, and I do these things to help people, realize that some people need to be handled with care and with caution and some people are not going to come in the package that you want them to come but if you take the time to get to know someone and understand them and try to just give them love and positivity that they will change you know me, like I said, I've gone through pretty much everything, including on top of that, I was sick, car accident after car accident, almost died several times, been in several dangerous situations. And now I'm dealing with, you know, acute myeloid leukemia, mast cell leukemia. And um, actually last night, <laughs> um, this is just channeled. I didn't know I was going to say all this on this episode, but I'm just rolling with it. Actually, last night I... Um, thought I was going to pass away last night. I was very scared to go to sleep. So it took me a while to go to sleep. And um, my mom was at my bedside. Actually, she watches me breathe to make sure I'm breathing. Um, because even though I know I'll be okay, it's still a fight. And as a matter of fact, when my grandmother was still here, she was always concerned that, you know, she said she's always alone because she really knows me. She's like, she's always alone and I'm, I'm very concerned and I wonder if her liver is hurting because of what happened to her when she was little. And what I want people to realize who things have happened to them is that I'm not going to be the one to tell you to let anything go because I don't think it's anyone's right to tell someone to let something go. However, I want to give you permission to heal. It's okay for you to heal. And it's okay for you to be okay. And it's okay 
for you to feel the way that you feel. You have to let those feelings move through you so you can release them. So I want you to realize that when things, certain things happen, your body feels it too. So as a young child and even into adult age, like I said, when I was dealing with abusive uh, relationships, my body felt that and didn't like that. And our liver is the organ that filters out toxins. And it's also a lot of times when I'm angry, you know, my liver will hurt. So that's been affected a lot of times with acute myeloid leukemia, your liver will, will hurt. So everything's very connected emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually, everything is very, very connected. But I actually just ended, uh, I guess I would say business relationship because I would pay for the business that I, I was receiving because this person just, you know, some people, they don't understand you, so they talk at you. And I will admit, I can be hypersensitive and I can take things internally, but that's how I process things. It's not that I'm going to cry over. It's that I can hear the underlying of what someone's saying. So how I process things is also very different from someone. Um, So anyways, when they would say things to me in a certain way, I did not feel that they were trying to help me and they knew they were not. Um, They had their own issues. They would say it in a certain way where it was very offensive. And they even said, you know, how I talk to you is, um, you know, my delivery I have to work on. So I'm like, well, you can work on it by yourself because you'll never get my business again. Um, So I'll let them work on that. But anyway, certain people say certain things and make it out to be the other person's fault when it's theirs and the way they say things. You know, like I was called certain names like Jezebel recently, even though I felt really good, but I was put down by a person. And it's like, after all I've gone through for you to critique, that's the last thing I need. So I guess what I'm really trying to say is after all these years, in terms of healing, I'm, I'm healing, I'm still healing part, those parts of myself. And I think that's fine. I don't think someone is ever fully healed because we wouldn't be here. The whole point is to continuously heal. Health is continuous. There's heal and health. So we're constantly healing from certain situations and certain things. And sometimes my energy, like I said, is too much for certain people. People don't want to deal with someone who's been, you know, through some of the stuff that I've gone through. And, you know, they're not very accepting. And people who don't get the time out, then they just look at you like you're crazy. And actually, the other day I was talking to my mom, I said, sometimes I just feel like I'm just looked at as crazy. Or I am, or I feel crazy. Sometimes I'm very upbeat. Other times I go into a depression. You know, dealing with leukemia is not easy. Um, constantly, 
you know, balancing myself out. Like I said, I've been on 12 different medications. I've been addicted to drugs. I've gone through a lot. And I think people in society, they're just not ready for that. And if you're not in rehab, you know, you shouldn't be out in society is like the motto with certain people. So, but let me get back to... Yeah, it's like some days I'm upbeat, some days I'm not as upbeat. The drugs have I ha- that I have been on take a while to get out of your system. I've been on hydrocodone, oxycodone, Percocet, morphine, ibuprofen, Yaz, Seasonal, and the Mirena IUD, which I got off cold turkey, which no one is supposed to ever do. And actually, I got yelled at by a nurse for doing that because you're supposed to give yourself time. So all these hormones, my hormones have been fucked up for years. So like I said, I'm doing the best I can. Yes, I'm still single. No, I don't have a family. People, yes, people think it's weird. But at the same time, there's nothing I can do about that, you know? And I took a place of, I'm very happy for people who are. And this is my journey. I don't let my past rule me. At the same time, I've seen a lot of darkness. So for me to think and act like the majority of people who like to live in a bubble and who like to not know what their demons are, I'm Pluto and I'm Pluto in Scorpio dominant. So and Gemini and which shadow side is very dark and Capricorn dominant. So with a cancer sun, so I'm very intuitive. Everything is in depth. Everything is deep. I see beyond. So that, that's who I am. I don't play small. I don't, um, I say what I say. I say what I mean. I say what I feel with passion. I'm very fiery. And um, I do want to talk about astrology. The Mars and Leo square Pluto and Scorpio aspect, you're either, it, it's a violent aspect. And actually a majority of people who have that aspect have been abused in some way. So that's another thing. So now that I know certain astrological aspects when I do have children, I can avoid that at all costs. So things happen for reasons. And um, so I'm just continuously becoming better. You know, I I love my nieces and my nephews and the people who accept me and the people who have been patient with me because there are some friends that have never left me and I just love them. Um, they've seen me have outbursts and they just understood it, you know, versus people who have ran away. A lot of people, they kind of run away from me. Either people run away, I embrace them or I push them away. <laughs> unintentionally um because I'm very you know I've been very distrusting of people but I think I've been very distrusting of myself that I can't have solid relationships with people because of all that I've been through and like I said I'm still detoxing from all of this medication that I've been on I still am and my body is completely out of whack you know, with acute myeloid leukemia, that means your body is out of whack. So I'm doing the best I can. If I'm not everyone's cup of tea, then I'm not everyone's cup of tea. But all I know to do is send out love first to myself, 
so I can give love to other people and receive love and just, you know, be positive. And positivity is not avoiding negativity. Positive Positivity is sometimes being positively negative to be positive. <laughs> Where, and what I mean by that is seeking out the negativity in you to turn that into a positive. You know, like I said, some I, I stare death in the face some days. Some days I can't get one breath. And some days I can't walk well. And last night I was in extreme pain everywhere. Um, my spine... Um, Uh, my lungs, my legs. And sometimes I, like I said, I stare death in the face sometimes. But if I say I'm going to do something, I'm not even going to say it, then it's going to happen. So I have to transmute that and manifest something new. And I don't think that what happened to me was a blessing. I will never say that it's a blessing or I'm abundant because of that. However, what I will say is that it made me realize how cruel people can be. And it opened my eyes to the fact that, oh, wow, yeah, this can happen. This this is real. This can really happen to someone. And it made me help people who this has happened to and who can avoid this at all costs through my experience it allows me to help other other people as a matter of fact what just came to mind um I know there was a foundation that this woman who's a beautiful woman was doing tattoos for young girls who would um, cut themselves. And she covered it up very beautifully. And um, I reflected on that and I said, you know, I remember going to Bible studies. Yeah, I went to Bible studies. And after I told my mom I had a cutting problem and my mom was very strong. She never put me down or made me feel like shit. You know, she made me feel loved at all times. And I'm really appreciative of her. But I remember someone said, wow, looks like you played tic-tac-toe on your arms. And I saw my arms for the first time, and they looked horrendous. They really did. And, um, yeah. So, you know, people go through a lot of stuff, you know, to cope with different things. And I... I think scars are beautiful. I know I said horrendous, and by that, that was the wrong choice of words. By horrendous, I meant like I came to the realization that look what you've done, you know, to your your skin, you know. So it did repair. It did repair over time, and um, I just want to let everyone know if you still do have scars, your scars are beautiful. Um, I also want to recommend Helichrism, lavender to you. 
um, Procure has a good line of stuff or covering it with tattoos, which I think are very beautiful and memorial for that. Don't ever regret that you did that. Don't ever regret that your skin looks a certain way. You're different, and at the time, that's what you needed to do to make you feel better. Don't ever let someone put you down. If people look at you like you're crazy and avoid you, then they're not meant to be in your life, and you will find your tribe, as I'm learning. Um, So even with this situation, and I'll be talking about it, you know, having leukemia, you know, certain people, people don't call, people don't visit, and... um, Like I said, it's not that I've done anything really bad to them. I've been supportive and loyal of people. But sometimes people just separate. I don't really understand it all the time. Um, I'm also not playing the victim, which I want to say before the newest episode comes out. Um, Some people might be triggered and say I'm playing the victim, but I'm not because I take accountability for what I've done and what I've maybe have said or maybe I could have gone about this the other way but at the time I thought it was right so I don't regret it um like I said I'm usually the one to apologize if I've done something wrong this time I wasn't guided to do that so that's what I wanted to say for that so the point I'm making is it's okay to be yourself And certain packages need extra attention because what is on the inside. And I appreciate people who are very patient. And um, I'm glad that I'm different. And it's not the situations that have made me different. I've been born different. And when you're born different and when you're born special and when you're born gifted, certain things are going to happen to you. If may feel like it's happening to you. It happened for you because now you have a now you have a better understanding on how to help other people heal heal and change change their lives so I hope the point is coming across clearly that if people want a relationship or want to be friends with me Just handle me with caution and care and try to understand me. Try to learn my communication language as I learn yours. I embrace people. I just, it takes me, um, some people I click with right away, like some close friends, close friends that don't even live near me. They actually (laughs) live kind of far. Uh, I click with right away and some people I don't click with. A lot of people I don't click with and certain people, if they just take time to understand, you know, then I will click with them. So, yeah, I just want people to embrace people and have patience with people, understand that people really, some people come from real dark backgrounds really dark backgrounds and some some guys are like I don't know scared of my energy and certain people know some of my story and they just don't want to I guess deal with that some people you know and that's fine some people like people who come from a normal family background as I said 
And a lot of times people who are like that just don't want to face themselves either. And that's why you hear a lot about, oh, twin flame relationships, because that's the relationship where two people come together because they faced themselves. You know, a lot of times I see people paired up and they're paired up with someone who's not their counterpart because they refuse to face themselves. So it makes them feel better. And a lot of times people run away from me because they don't want to face themselves. And when you know yourself, it makes other people uncomfortable sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes I, instead of waiting for people to respond, I'll just dismiss them. And <laughs> I, I don't mean to be that way. It's just all of a sudden I'll get anxiety and think of the worst case scenario, which I don't even mean to do. This is why I'm saying I'm still releasing certain um, toxins out of my body, trying to calm myself down where I actually turn to CBD with THC, not smoking it, but um, taking it in food. If you smoke it, that's, I have nothing against you. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, so yeah, just finding different methods. I'm doing lots of yoga and meditation just to calm myself down. And that's kind of why I keep myself away from people because people, I guess, look at look at you like you're crazy if you um, have an outburst or get a little pissed, you know. And um, I also took a step back to reflect and I said, you know, I'm not the normal ass nutritionist or holistic health coach or you know I hear other people's podcasts and they're completely quote unquote normal and um me I'm just a different individual sometimes I have sometimes I tweet and it'll be really calm and then all of a sudden I'll get really fiery and that's because there's something that I just go from zero to a hundred and I actually met with a functional diagnostic who looked at my genetics and told me I go from zero to 100 based on genetic mutations. And that's because all, all of the prescription drugs, other drugs that I've been on. So this is not, you know, when people are t sharing their story, they don't want you to feel bad for them. That's the last thing I've ever wanted was for people to feel bad. It's for people to realize that not everyone is the same and it's because I've always wanted to know what it was like to actually have a normal life that I never had and this is why I'm so connected to that movie us because I can relate to both the both girls the one who took the girl from through the mirror and the one who was with the other people you know it's almost like yeah I've been I've I've been both and I think we as people are both of those people you can't just be you know some people are some people will look at at me and say I'm not balanced but actually they're not and see, that's why people don't want to deal with certain people. Trash projection, mirrors, mirror projection. You're, people don't like to see their mirrors. So people will say, I'm not balanced because I embrace my dark and light. Some people just embrace their dark 
or they just embrace their light. So who's balanced? The one who embraces dark and light or the one who embraces one or the other? So we as people, like I said, be kind. You know, I'm not the type that embraces people very, very, very easily. But the best thing to do is to talk to me. Um, there was a quote and I wish I would have had it pulled up and it says something like, you got to just be straightforward with me because I'll just start creating scenarios in my head. And that's very, very true. Scorpio dominant, Gemini dominant, Capricorn dominant. I'm, it's going to happen, you know? And like I said, I'm still detoxing and, you know, recovering. So, and also you are enough. Everyone is deserving of love. I don't care what, where you're at in life. You know, the best thing to do if you love someone is to be there when they're at their lowest. <laughs> you know, even if you're there as a friend or whoever, I don't think, you know, oh, you just deserve love because you're an angel and you're perfect and you're serene and your family had a house and your family fed you on a silver spoon. You know, I don't think that that's the case. And I've heard some people say that heal yourself or no one can no one can be in love with you. And it's like, listen, everyone's healing. We're constantly healing. I don't plan on projecting my shit at the same time. I'm also not perfect. So I, I could be triggered at times, but like I said, people talk to me. If I talk to them, talk with an understanding, effective communication, you know, and get to know that certain people, you know, need to be warmed up to certain things. And if that's not your cup of tea, if that's not what you want to do, then that's not what you're going to do. But anyway, I hope this episode made sense. I hope it helped someone. And if you need me to speak to you at any speaking engagements, avi speaking at gmail.com. A V I S P E A K I N G. I don't know why I spoke that. <laughs> at gmail.com. My Instagram is at avishiel. Um, yes. That's where you can reach me. There's notebooks online. I'm off the grid as well, so I'm very, very different from the general population. That's another topic. I think I include that in the next upcoming episodes. But I, I'm off the grid, meaning, yes, I have electricity, but I'm out of the system. So that's another thing. So people just think I'm just weird as fuck, and that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. So I take money orders for if you want clothes. There's t-shirts on there. There's skincare. There are there's stationery and my poem, my poetry book, which actually includes um, some life stories as well as fun ones. So it's a mixture of all of them. It's very Pluto, Plutonian. <laughs> so I hope, like I said, I hope this episode helped you and have a unfiltered day. Remember to be yourself and I will see you next week.